time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm the Games Master. Hi, I'm Jack Sarian. Hi, I'm Meredith Atlantic. Hi, I'm Neutron. Hi, I'm Merlin Main. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we have started our Teens in Space campaign. <laughs> but as usual, business first. So the last two mini-sodes that we released were all about who you'd invite to your game night. Riley, you tweeted with who you were, but as you're here in this one, tell us which celebs did you invite or would you invite to your game night and why? I didn't do it on the board game community show one, so that one would be a surprise. But I would do Jorge Garcia, who plays Hugo on Lost. That's not what you tweeted. Oh, wait, no, no. This is for characters, huh? No, this is celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I was thinking of the, yeah, like a celebrities that I would want to would be that. And, but I also did Kumail Nanjiani I wanted to with, with Bunkers and Badasses. Oh, are you talking about like... Are you okay, hun? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll read your tweet and you can, <laughs> you can comment on it. Okay. This is who Riley said he would have at game night. I would love to have Kumail Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon play Bunkers and Badasses with us because I know they at least enjoyed Borderlands 2. Who is Emily Gordon? That's his wife. They had a podcast called The Indoor Kids and I love it. I cool. loved it. I've listened to it all the time. It was one of the first podcasts I've listened to. Nice. I also hope one day to have Duval Magic. Who's that? That's Ray. Randy Pitchford, and then Christy is his wife. And Randy Pitchford is like the CEO type person of Gearbox Software. So he's like in charge of Borderlands. Ooh. Would you not feel intimidated, though, having Borderlands fans slash Borderlands creators playing a Borderlands game with you? Yeah, yeah, I would. But at <laughs> the same time, like we've had Ian on, right? Like That is true. Sir, Sir Ian Moss, like creator game. of. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. So the other three, which celebrity would you invite to your your celebrity game night? Because all three of you were absolute shit on actually suggesting. Sorry. Pick Sorry. one each. Pick a pick a top one each. I seem to remember you said they could be alive or dead. That is true. Jane Austen then. Why? Because I love her. Fair yeah. enough. There you go. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon we could play Jane Austen and zombies and she'd find it right funny. <laughs> I do have to say though, I listened to your which characters would you invite? And I was we'll, like, we'll address oh, that next. Don't worry. Phil, 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 you have set yourself up for a disaster. <laughs> I realized I've cultivated a really bad game night with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. You have no idea. Speci specifically to play games with. Are there any, like, mm. chemistry science people that you want to play a game with? <laughs> oh, God, no. Famous, famous chemists. Pick someone just really, like, that we would never... You'd be like Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> That's my ideal. <laughs> I think I'd want I want a pet. I want Mel and Sue because I think they would be they get really into it, but would not be like they would follow the rules, but there would also just be some kind of chaos going on. Oh, okay. But you've got to have them as a package. You can't just okay. have Mel or Sue. You've got no, to have true. both. Okay, yeah, I like the I like the the carnage. So I'm going to go James Acaster. <laughs> he was the other one I was thinking yeah. of. <laughs> Nice. Good stuff, good stuff. They'd and after that, no, say again. Because they'd also have fun. Like, it would be fun. There would be gaming happening, but also, who knows? Yes. They and would have snacks as well, wouldn't they? <sighs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, Max from Gerdroik. Yeah. Did Mel and Sue? They used to be involved in the Bake Off, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Who's yeah. Mel and Sue? <laughs> Is that not what they're called? <laughs> oh, it's Melons. Melon Sue. Melon Sue. She Melon. she runs. She operates the melon stall at every market ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they used to do the Bake Off together. That was- Excellent. So after that, the episode after that was which fictional characters would you invite to game night? And Riley, can you remember what you said or do you want me to read yes, it for no, you? No, I remember this one. Go on then. John Locke and Ben Linus from Lost because they both are very game people already. Do you reckon you'd beat them? It depends on the game, I think. You know, if we were playing a game I'm more familiar with, yeah, sure. Chess, checkers, probably not as much so. Especially Ben Linus. I don't think I'd beat Ben at chess. I think he'd cheat though. Do you? I don't I know. I think he'd want, he'd want to win so much that he would cheat or he would no, kill I, you or release the smoke monster on you if you were about to win. I think he'd be very, I think he would just, he, he wouldn't, I think he wouldn't cheat because he'd be so focused on like, I have to be able to outsmart you. He might play a little underhanded. He'd probably be playing like a b- mind games while you're playing and talking about like, oh, how's, how are your cats? Are they in boxes that I can shake and scare to death? (laughs) Fair enough. Bunty, which fictional characters would you invite to game night? I haven't thought about it. I don't know. Is there a Jane Austen character that you would want to play games with? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Oh, who is that fit admiral from the Navy one? Oh, that would probably be Captain Wentworth. Yeah, him. I don't reckon he'd like games. Uh, He doesn't have to like games. He just has to sit there. (laughs) (laughs) In uniform. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And maybe every Every round he takes an item off. <laughs> yeah, you just tell him that's what the game is. Yes. <laughs> Something else. It's like your role in this is to slowly strip off. You are the round counter and you do this by the amount of clothes that you have. <laughs> That would probably work out well because they had loads of like layers back in the day, didn't they? So you'd get like a proper game in by yeah. the time he'd stripped off. Yeah, absolutely. I don't oh, know why okay. this comes into my head, but I'm going to go with the cast of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Just for like the chance that I don't know, like it would actually just start happening in real life, <laughs> like <laughs> fighting or whatever. I don't know. Like a lot of stuff that I can immediately think of that I watch and read. None of those characters would want to come to game night because they've got too much other stuff. <laughs> well, save or trauma to overcome uh, they don't have time for your shit what do you, mean you, you could, you could invite them at least you could say you'd invite them it doesn't matter whether they'd refuse or not <laughs> okay let's go the Weasley family I think game night with the Weasleys would be mm. fun that would be fun nice even Percy are we going to let Percy play even Percy, yeah because Percy's going to read the rules and make sure that we follow the rules he'll be the one getting out of the box going right so this is how we set it up <laughs> nice just in this in this conversation I completely forgot I didn't even mention it but I would love to play with the Rose family from Schitt's Creek. I think that would be hilarious. I think I'd want to punch the rest of them. <laughs> I think they would each bring something unique to the table. <laughs> Moira would go off on long stories. Yeah. And then yeah. what's Annie? Annie wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and They'd be like, can I like... do this? <laughs> no. Oh my. How many times do we have to tell you? <laughs> That's the thing, I just get frustrated with Johnny and Moira, but, like, but really not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> And still on the topic, so Scott from Minerva Games on Twitter says he wants to play with Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation, which I've never seen. I don't know, but do you, do you know that character, Riley? Yeah, yeah. He There's like a, kind of a quarantine episode or something where he gets like fired or something and he makes this huge board game called, oh no, now it's oh, like... The, I've seen that clip. That's the only bit of it I've seen. It's like the um, Dunces of Dunshire or something like yeah. that. I can't. Codes yeah. of Dunshire. 
That's what I think it's that. And it's uh, he makes he designs this big board game and then eventually it like finds a cult following. Nice. But, oh, that would explain. So board game souls replied. He doesn't get distracted by gimmicks or production value. He knows to keep his eyes on the cones. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. Time's fun equals progress. Okay, cool. Right, that's it for the business. That was very long-winded. I apologize. But as I said, this week we've been playing Teens in Space, which is the third in our Renegade Game Studios RPG Kids on Bikes, Kids on Brooms. Slightly disappointed that it's not just Kids on Space (laughs) 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 to fit the name theme. On Spaceship. Kids on on Spaceship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Um, that could have worked. Or, but you need a B, right? Because it's all of them are, or the first two are KOB, KOB. O B T I S kids no. on battleships battle blah blah blah, blah. kids on <laughs> rockets <laughs> rockets <laughs> right here is the blurb from the book the sound of the photon powered battering ram echoes in your ship your solemnian pilot informs you that the doors have an 83.4% chance of breaking with the next hit the cyborg dog to your right is checking and rechecking her enhancements your hand rests on the blaster at your hip as you hear the battering ram powering up again as it hits the sound of metal rending sends the rest of your crews a high alert. But you smile. This is going to be fun. In Teens in Space, you'll venture into the cosmos for adventure and profit. Along the way, your crew's bonds will be tested, your ship will malfunction, and you'll probably get shot a few times. But that's all in a day's work for Teens in Space. And it is for ages 8 plus. There you go. Aww. Not our version. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Very much a 15. <laughs> your government prescribes one session so basically yeah it's standard renegade rpg fair you've got your you know storytelling it's the same stats of fight and flight brains and brawn grit and charm but there is just a few sort of differences to the previous two so with the previous two obviously we started with a pre-game session so in kids on bikes we built the town didn't we and our characters kids on brooms we built the magic school and this one we had to build our spaceship there was lots of questions and choosing bits how did you guys feel about having to build the ship first because there was a lot of things you know like well what are we going to be doing with the ship what do we need how's it going to work how did what was your what were your thoughts what was your process i loved it yeah the process is really good fun it's just kind of odd if you don't know what the what you're going to be doing with the ship or why you have it harder yeah it was fun but i found it harder than coming up with a town or a school it was a lot more specific so you think i guess yeah like this is our ship and our home like what would we be doing with the ship that we have acquired somehow so we've probably thought about it whereas like a town or a school you just happen to end up there yeah I suppose you can't choose what town you grow up in and if you're magical children you can't choose going you know that's 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 your life Bunty how did you feel about ship creation yeah it's fine <laughs> good <laughs> Was there anything you were like hoping for or expecting that didn't happen or anything unexpected, you know, like any questions that you weren't expecting? No, it ran on like the same guidelines as the other two where you asked questions. I guess we had points to spend this time on specific upgrades, whereas last time we just sort of made stuff up, which we're limited this time. You can't be like, we have a million shields. (laughs) (laughs) I think it set up therefore like what kind of story like it the stuff that's available is telling you what kind of stories you're gonna have yeah that's true so like the list so the book comes with a list of like ship bits you know like a med bay and laser turrets and like different bits so it's sort of guiding you in that way 
Pat, it falls to you oh. then to choose the class of the spaceship. We can either have light, medium, or heavy. Light is built for speed. They're fast and maneuverable, but they can't take much of a beating. Medium, built for longer voyages, more spacious, pretty tough, but less maneuverable. And heavy, built for long voyages, big, tough, but they're fuel hogs and they're the least maneuverable. Let's go middle of the road, medium. Win. Extra medium. <laughs> Riley, our ship has faster than light travel, but how does it do this? Oh, literally just have to make it up all, all the way? Yeah. So I get, you know, like, does it have engines? Does it have a special whatever? Like, what? how does it travel faster than light? Oh, my goodness. That is an insane question. <laughs> well, according to quantum physics... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> which I know absolutely jack all about. There's a flashlight that hits a diamond and the diamond reflects the light back at us, making us... No, no, this is dumb. That's a dumb thing. <laughs> I'll say that it's like some sort of special fuel, like a special crystal that makes it so that we can travel faster. Okay. Than, yeah. Is it as fast as the speed of light? Faster than the speed of light? Fast man. Wow, okay. I know, right? We're so cool. Bunty, obviously <laughs> limited. We don't know like who you all are, etc. But how is it that your crew come to be traveling on this ship? Not a lot of teens have their own spaceship. Although it does say in the book, you don't have to be a teenager. Just like you didn't have to be a kid on a bike or a kid on a broom. You can be a grown up in space if you wish. Yeah, without, I don't want to make any like character decisions. I think that technically we should not have the ship. And if we're caught without a responsible adult, we'll be in trouble. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've you've somebody one of us has perhaps purloined it <laughs> from a parent or an organization, and the others are on it for reasons that will become apparent. <laughs> Base joyriding. Then. We will decide next session who would it be the most logical person to have stolen that from. But cool. <laughs> right, Moo, you get to choose the type. So we've got a medium class, but mm-hmm. you can either go for transport, freighter, scout, or fighter. If you want some technical, like some examples, so a transport would be like a personal, like mm. shuttle, uh, a medical ship, or a drop ship. A freighter would be a cargo hauler, a tanker, or courier. A scout would be like a science, or a recon, or a stealth ship. And a fighter would be like a fighter, interceptor, bomber, anything along those lines. Let's go scout. I think that's when we're more likely to have gotten away with stealing. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. We've stolen it. Yeah, well, it's just going to end up as like Scooby Doo in space. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Space Scooby Doo. Okay, we're allowed. Well, the next two people get to choose some improvements that our ship already starts with. So we are back to Pat. You can choose from the following four upgrades. We can have thrusters, which increase the flight checks of the pilot, but they cost one heat. So like the engine heats up. You, you cost one heat per use for thrusters. Mm. We can have enhanced scanners, which can detect ships that have basic cloaking devices. We can have a medical bay where you can spend adversity tokens to heal injuries. Or we can have an EVA suit, which supports a crew member in space for up to three hours. The scanners. Okay. 
So our scout ship can detect cloaked ships. Riley, same question. Thrusters, medical bay, or EVA suit? I like the EVA suit. Mm-hmm. Cool. There is opportunities to buy upgrades anytime. Like you earn money and improvement tokens and stuff, but these are just what we choose to start with. Cool, so we've got an EVA suit. Bunty, what uh-huh. on the ship is particularly well-maintained? What does everyone look after and take pride in? Well-maintained? Yeah. What does Space Janitor Riley like take care of? <laughs> the kitchen. Why? Like, we have, well, we're not going to eat any old rubbish. We have good space food. Excellent. Like a well-stocked kitchen type of thing. Yeah, yeah proper, like one of those big chest freezers and, you know, a the good oven. like a range. Like, like <laughs> got a really high tech spaceship and then just like an array. <laughs> Did somebody steal this shit from like a a catering company? Face <laughs> Arga. Arga, I love it. Can that be the name of our shit? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really good. No, on the other hand, right, the kitchen is proper well-maintained. What is, like, shoddy, held together with space tape could fall apart at any moment? One of the toilets occasionally requires... Wait, oh my god, we're having toilets? (laughs) Yeah, you're not in charge, bitch. There's toilets on the ship. (laughs) One of the toilets, but we don't know which one because it changes, just randomly requires extra flushing and has a funny smell. But not, like, bodily (laughs) smell. Like, it smells of fish every now and then. No one knows why. <laughs> of fish. So anytime you need to go to the toilet, there's going to be a check of whether you've accidentally got <laughs> the fish. <toilet. laughs> Brilliant. I'm going to guess that's going to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pat, yeah. we've got another choice. So we know we're in a scout, yeah. but you can choose whether it is a prototype, whether it is an ancient tech ship, whether it's a smuggling ship, whether it is a warship, or whether it is a stealth ship. And again, it's like got a few. So a prototype means it's one of a kind. Ancient tech means it's full of secrets. Smuggling ships have lots of hidden compartments. A warship would have more weapons and shields. Or stealth means it can go covert, etc. I'm trying to think which one of those most explains the amazing kitchen. (laughs) Did I ruin everything? We'll go we'll lean into the, the scout sort of enhanced scanners thing. We'll go stealth. Okay. So it's a stealth cookery ship. <laughs> Ninja cooking. <laughs> Ninja catering. Maybe they like import export illegal. Oh, animals. yeah. Ooh. Illegal spices, recipes. <laughs> yeah. An eccentric that owns it that's like, we're going to be stealthy, but that doesn't mean we have to eat shit. We're going to have good yeah. food, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to hire okay. a lot of mercenaries. They're going to be fussy about what they use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, Riley. Stealth ships come with another list of suggested improvements. So you get to choose either a cloaking device, which will start off as basic, but means you're invisible to the naked eye, but still detectable by scanners, or an escape pod, which can hold two crew. And should you jettison it, it will automatically head for the nearest planet. Oh, no. I like the stealthing sounds so much more useful, but the escape pod sounds way more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When we're going to ah. find out who our space friends are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially because there's four crew right? <laughs> or or more if there's NPCs. And it's just like, who are you taking with? Like, <laughs> who's going with? I hope that Patrick doesn't play Xavier West again. Because otherwise we're going to be tricked into the escape pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing more like Space Race who thinks it's the safe cupboard and then accidentally chooses <laughs> 
Space Grace is hilarious. Space Grace. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's definitely Escape Pod is the upgrade. It has to be. (laughs) Bunty, generally, how much traveling has the ship done? Oh, so remind me, it's not like a one of a kind or anything. It's a sort of standard scouty sneaky. It's a stealthy scouty kitchen ship. I just meant that, like, for a load of teens, the kitchen is pretty well maintained. <laughs> but it's a stolen ship, right? So it's it's not that the teens necessarily care about it, but it's, it's what the ship, that was like the prize of the previous owner, right? Yes. I'm thinking one of us is secretly a rich kid who's, like, pretending to, like, oh, I've stolen this thing. And it's their parents, and they haven't even noticed it's missing yet. <laughs> That's when you find an inscription that says, like, happy 16th birthday, stud. <laughs> <laughs> happy sweet. 16. <laughs> I think it's done a lot of miles, but because it does that very quickly. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily very old. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Moo, what is one conflict that the ship has been in or been a part of? The... The time we ran out of Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, actually, the cheese scrap of... <laughs> 87? <laughs> There's a shortage of cheese on insert name of planet here that was being smuggled in and out. Nearly got caught taking it away from there. Okay, I will leave a gap for the planet because we'll, I've got a map of the galaxy for next time. So, okay, we will name of planet there. Cheese Linda. Smuggling. Linda? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> oh, no, we can have one called Linda. <laughs> it's got to be something like Linda 32 or something, right? Like... <laughs> okay, Linda 32. Lovely. Oh. <laughs> Pat, what is another conflict that the ship has seen? The ship was involved in the rescue of civilians from name of a second planet. <laughs> Linda 34. <laughs> <laughs> Linda 32B. <laughs> <laughs> then it just keeps going <laughs> Linda 32 B7 yeah, yeah. just a whole solar system <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah whatever this, this planet is called Linda 32 B now okay. <laughs> Oh, good. Collectively, uh, they're known as the Lindas. The Lindas, yeah. <laughs> there was some evildoer threatening to blow up the planet, and so a whole load of shit kind of came to the rescue of the civilians on the planet and flew them all to safety. Wait, so did Linda 32B get destroyed? Let's say that the it sort of partially exploded. Like kind of like a crescent shape now. So it's still the okay. planet still there. So Linda 32 and... is whole, but Linda 32B is like a smashed yeah. present wreck perfect it, it, it smashed so the the kind of the like broken part of the crescent is is like the dark side kind of faces away from the rest of the, that galaxy <laughs> and no nice. one's dead like investigate it thing for the gm to use later <laughs> somebody's gotta think of a reason <laughs> Riley, what is one story that everyone knows about this ship? Oh, man. So I guess that's a question I have is that we're probably, we've probably had the ship for a while. Like we stole it a little while ago, right? I find it really difficult to come up with something because it affects everyone else. I know. You've just got to commit. The kitchen, sorry, sorry. (laughs) No, I love the kitchen. I've loved every single one of these decisions. That's what's so cool about it. It's like, I would not have made that decision, but it's like, (laughs) we live in this space now. Yeah, yeah. We live in this space. It's like you stole this random ship and then discovered that it had an amazing kitchen. You're like, (laughs) yeah. So a story that everybody knows about this ship. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to tie it to like the kitchen. (laughs) 
that's all my that's like where my head is stuck at it's a scout ship with a very nice kitchen a stealth scout ship it's called the mystery diner <laughs> oh my gosh no <laughs> oh it, we're gonna jonah and the whale it almost where for a while it was acting as a like a food truck type of thing mm-hmm. and it was inside some sort of giant beast where they would harvest the inside of it for the meat oh. and then cook it up inside there and people would like you know fly inside the animals the beast's mouth oh, and no. they were eating it from the inside out that's is dark it, that's, that's really dark. <laughs> is it alive now or is it dead please can it be dead because then we can have it in the galaxy just the corpse of the space oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's dead then yeah yeah oh no harvesting meat from space beast okay riley name the space beast then oh gosh charles where <laughs> <laughs> am i naming the actual like species or something <laughs> Okay, no, it can be Charles the something. <laughs> Charles the... I just want to keep going on bits and be like, Charles the Chunky, you know? No, no, no. The Let's say the uh, the space whale. Okay, we got Charles the space whale. Lovely. Bunty, what's, what's another story that everyone knows about the ship? Oh, no. I'm just trying to think, do I, do I need to like riff off the space whale thing? Whatever. I think it got involved in some kind of argy-bargy with the protect the space whale vigilante group maybe we are the space whale vigilante group <laughs> and we stole the ship so it can't do can't oh, eat cool. any more whales I like that yeah we'll show them we'll steal their ship yeah yeah getting our veggie space whale burgers yeah. in the kitchen yeah. like, take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. real Get thing <laughs> final question goes to me mm-hmm. what is the name of the ship god damn it <laughs> No pressure. Okay, because I can't. Let's go with the Argonaut, but spelt like Arga, like A-G-A. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I would never have thought of it, but I love it. Is that a reference to something? Like like the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts that were sent by the gods to go and steal the Golden Fleece and do some random questing shit. Oh, okay. Or do you know, like an Arga is a type of cooker, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke's funnier when you know any frame of reference for it. <laughs> Do you want it naught as in N A U T or naught like a zero? So its code could be Arga, like Arga naught. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, there you go. How do you spell it? A G A and then naught. Zero. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then after we did the ship, we did a second sort of session where we created our characters. And the idea, the reasoning in the book is that the decisions you make for the ship might alter your decisions that you make for your characters and who you want to be and what role you want to have. So my question for you, team, is did it? Were were your choices influenced by the first session on creating the ship? Or did you already like have an idea and just be like, yeah, I don't care what the ship is. I am being this. I think I found because we did a lot of discussing before we finalised what we were going to be it wasn't so much what the ship was but because we were a crew of a ship kind of realised among us we couldn't all be the engineer you know we kind of like, with the other kids on in near various modes of transportation you can be like it doesn't matter if you've got two of the same I think that's going to be the next one really <laughs> kids, kids, kids near trains <laughs> they're, not, they're not on them they never go on them but kids near trains <laughs> I think for me it. I had joked before 
beforehand about being Space Biffington and having it be like, or even Captain Space Biffington. But I was always wanting to be a janitor and having this epic name. And so that was that was a joke. I wasn't really planning on doing that. But then as we started playing and doing things, I was like, oh, no, this makes so much more sense for me to just lean into this janitor role. And so it did kind of shape it. It, You know, I, I kept looking at other things and I was thinking like, oh, that would be really fun to play. But this actually makes sense with some of the things. And oh, this actually like kind of goes well with another character, which was more into the character creation where we were talking about who we wanted to play or what class we wanted to be, what archetype or what is it called? Trope. Yeah. Yeah. What trope we wanted to be. So like, it, I think the design of the ship helped just a little bit, but not not like a ton. Maybe a little on some of the, I, I think more so like on the upgrades, which I, I thought were really fascinating, like because we all had a certain amount of points to spend on upgrades. And it was like, well, what would my character want in this situation? Or like, but that that again was just built around while we were doing, like while we were making our character. So I don't know. I don't know. If it, ju- it just seems like together, right? Like yeah. they blend together really well. Yeah, definitely. Play to win. So just like in the others, you know, there's there's character types, there's tropes, you know, like you can be the daring pilot or you can be the engineer or whatever, you know. But in bikes, obviously that was grounded in the sort of real world. Obviously, I know we had <laughs> mind control pills and whatever. And brooms, well, it was hinted that you didn't have to be humans. We didn't really play into that. But this one, it made a real big, it, had, it came with a list of different species. And obviously you're dealing with tons of different planets in like a whole galaxy or whatever. So obviously not everyone's going to be a human. And in fact, for us, no one is a human. Like, how did you decide what species you were going to be? Like, how did that drive your decision-making process? Was it just a case of, well, I definitely don't want to be a human because I've been a human for the last two? Like, what what drove that? The human, the, like the little bonuses and stuff that you get didn't seem that interesting. Oh, I suppose being lucky is pretty good. Do you reckon that's a choice? Like, they've made the humans boring to encourage people to choose more interesting species kind of things? Possibly. I mean, yeah, there's just a, there's a huge range, so... I don't know, yeah, why would you default to human when there's lots of other interesting stuff going on? That was partly why I went for a hybrid species, because it's kind of like, well, I, you know, get to explore two, two bonuses, that sort of thing, two unique character traits, that sort of thing. Yeah, similar. I, yeah, the, I was kind of a bit looking at the kind of the bonuses and the drawbacks, but also what sounded fun. A robot person could be fun, but don't think I really wanted to be a robot. And yeah, I eventually decided that being an animal, which is what I settled on, was kind of the best of all of them for me because you could pick whatever kind of animal person you wanted to be and the pros were great so that kind of sold it for me and I like the idea of being a talking animal. Yeah there were lots of interesting like species to choose from and it was quite hard to pick. I did choose the Abyssian because they were water dwelling people and they have to have water with them to breathe and it kind of already comes with complications and a backstory like just seemed interesting. I like lizard people. (laughs) Is that all you had to say? Lizard person right done yeah i saw it and i was like yeah that's cool i like that because in i don't know in skyrim or whatever i like the argonians i think that's what they're called and they're kind of lizard folk and yeah i thought that's cool i'm good with that nice incidentally i'm just thinking so obviously the species you know the book comes with some suggested species and quite a few of them have been designed by other people sir drake wilson designed the the pantheros species so there you go that's cool sorry sir ian moss not sir drake wilson <laughs> plays drake wilson in our po- other podcast yeah Brendan Foe Adventure Co every other Tuesday wherever <laughs> oh, plug 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 <laughs> <laughs>
Patrick, who are you? What are you? My character is Neutron, a, a Monota Hive hybrid. I am 133 years old, but still technically a teen in Monota terms. I am a medic, uh, which makes me very brainy, but I have minus one charm uh, because I am emotionless. <laughs> How old did you uh, say you were? <laughs> 133 years old. Nice. Cool. Thank you. Me? Okay, my name is Merlin Main. I am an Anemon, so I'm an anthropomorphic otter person. Okay. I'm 10 years old. Aww. My perks, I get plus one fight. I'm intuitive and a treasure hunter, but I am banned on some planets. So on a roll of a d20, there's a three in 20 chance that I can't play. <laughs> huh. What what trope are you? I'm a fly boy. Oh, sure. <laughs> Riley? I am. What We have to come. We had, Did you guys say your names? Yeah. Yeah. Pat is Neutron and Moo is Merlin Main. Okay. You, I'll go by Merlin. I thought I had to have a surname. So. Monota people I'm... don't have surnames. <laughs> That's true. I'm Jack Sarian. How do I spell that? J A C K. Yeah. Oh, you want the surname? Yeah. <laughs> S A R I A N. S A R I A N. Yeah, okay. I am. I was looking at a couple different options, but I think I'm going to go with Scoundrel. Nice. Ooh. I like it. But you know what? It's kind of a different route of like, I have I have been a janitor for many Scoundrel, for many <laughs> ships. And so that's the real only reason that I'm a Scoundrel. I've got <laughs> networks of people that I have cleaned for. So I'll get your Scoundrel slash janitor. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am definitely a janitor. <laughs> Was there oh my age? I oh and my race. Okay, species. I am a reptilian. Cool. But I'm kind of thicker, like a hybrid mixed with something else. How old are you? I am 81. Nice. And Bunty. Well, I did ask what this carrying water would entail, but I didn't get an answer. When did you ask that? I think the first message. (laughs) (laughs) I did try. (laughs) I guess either, I don't know, do you have to have a space helmet full of water? Maybe like the aquatic dude from Hellboy that had like a, a thing that went around his neck, just covered his gills in water. Oh, yeah, like a breathing... Yeah, thing. that would be much more portable because I had visions of me trying to like carry around something. I was like, that's not going to be practical. I think Riley has like a paddling pool backpack that you just sit in that he like. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, if that can be done, then I will be an Abyssian, which is a webbed water dwelling person from the planet Aquaria. Mm, I so have... I don't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, carry on. I was going to say I I don't have all my improvements picked out but i do have one and it would work with yours Ooh. if you need water okay right is that what you were saying you need like some sort of water source yes someone's okay. chosen the epic piss upgrade that is cool yeah yeah we can do that too so cool i get a plus one flight and a plus one brains i am an escape artist plus three on checks to find hiding spots or escape routes but i do always have to have water with them in order to breathe. Um, How old are you? 42. What's your trope? I am an engineer. And what's your name? I'm gonna like potter around in the engine rooms, clunking things. <laughs> and finding cupboards to hide in, presumably. <laughs> yeah. 
Although you still haven't managed to fix the extra flushing fish toilet or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> My fix is just the problem moves on to the next toilet. <laughs> hey, look, maybe toilets are a janitor's job. Who knows? <laughs> Definitely. That like falls on me. <laughs> engine, surely. I'm more about cleaning up the mess after it happens, not fixing it. <laughs> My name is something. My name is Meredith. <laughs> Do you have a surname, Meredith? Yes. How do you spell that? <laughs> Meredith Atlantic. <laughs> nice. Meredith what Atlantic. What's Pat's name? Pat's name is Neutron. Excellent. Prepare for questions. Okay, so each like species and trope has its own specific questions. So, Moo. Moo, you've already answered question one. What animal do you most resemble? That's an otter, right? Yeah. Cool. And, ooh, what was your creation process like? And what is your relation? Do you know your creator or not? I don't really remember. I remember it probably wasn't very pleasant. I got, I can't remember whether, I, I think I started to escape and got freed by some activist people when I was quite little and somebody kept me as a pet for a while and then realised oh, nice. that I talk. They so, taught me how to be a pet. Oh, nice. And flyboy question. Mm-hmm. How did you learn to fly so well? It just came to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so natural yeah. talent. Okay. Why? What do you love so much about flying? I am in control, but also free. I can do what I want and go where I want. Nice. And what advice did a parent slash mentor give you before you left? Don't forget to check the oil levels before you go. <laughs> nice. Who, who gave you that bit of advice? <laughs> that was the person that taught me how to fly there was a sort of old retired pilot that when we realized i could fly taught me the rest of everything i needed to know i was like and now remember whenever you're about to fly check the oil perfect cool thank you very much patrice what is your reason for valuing reason over emotion? There is only reason. Emotion clouds judgment, leads to poor decision making. Cool. Hey, Robert. <laughs> Thank you. How do you feel about species that are, from your perspective, highly emotional? I find them dangerous because they are irrational, unpredictable. They will soon die out. <laughs> Excellent. However, your hive, hybridy part, how do you feel about the rest of your, or how, well, okay, it's it's not really the rest of your speech, but how do you feel about the rest of the hive being able to hear all of your thoughts? I have no emotions. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> oh. I think only logically. <laughs> okay. And you're a medic. What was the most impressive medical save that you've ever done? I do not consider any of my healing to have been impressive. That would require pride. I do not feel pride. (laughs) All of my work is equally valued. I think he's putting this on. This is what he's (laughs) (laughs) What what loss still haunts you? I regret. No, it's regret and emotion. You're only part monitor. I know, part hive. Hive is not exactly going to be an emotional thing, is it? There'll just be one really emotional hive member just infecting everyone (laughs) just crying (laughs) Steve always cries (laughs) there have been non-optimal losses of life throughout my medical training (laughs) 
What advice did a parent or mentor give you before you left? Good question. No stealing, no food trucks. No, <laughs> no space food trucks. Cool. Thank you. Riley, reptile, reptilians can regenerate limbs that they've lost. Have you lost a limb? How did it happen? No, I haven't actually. Cool. No. What was the one time that has caused you the most trouble by just being simply who you are? Oh, well, I was bigger than the other reptilians. It was like my family. Somewhere down the line, they must have, you know, mated with somebody who was thicker or something. Who knows? And so people gave always gave me a hard time for being a bigger, thicker, with two C's <laughs> reptilian. <laughs> How big are we talking? Can you get through the doors? Okay. I am, Oh, yeah. I am seven feet tall. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seven. wondering. We can expand them. <laughs> yeah. I'm seven okay. foot tall, but I'm kind of like, you know, reptilian type where like if I stood up straight I'd be seven feet but I kind of have this like curve to my body when I'm standing and so it's more like I'm like six four or something <laughs> oh I guess for you guys that might mean nothing do you guys do feet and whatnot yeah, yeah. Feet, huh? yeah. <laughs> oh, okay all right all right yeah yeah Depends and then the just with your leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay as as a scoundrel you probably have some flexible morals but what's one thing that you won't bend on okay oh like I got it no human or what would you say like no slave trade no yeah what's yeah. that called uh trafficking other beings cool i think you've already answered this one it's what led you to the scoundrel lifestyle are we going for that you've janitored on scoundrel ships before and just picked it up <laughs> yep, exactly <laughs> it's not even that i'm necessarily like going on these adventures all the time with them but it's like hey we've got a mess come clean it up and they come and pick me up and i might be like <laughs> on the ship while they're doing an adventure they're like we're gonna need some cleanup here what advice did a parent slash mentor I'll give you before you left. Oh. I don't know why these are listed on every single trope. It should just be a general, like, ask everyone this. <laughs> it was be trusted more than you trust others. Ooh. Ooh, that was good. Ooh. <laughs> cool. Bunty. Hello. What is the longest that you have been out of water for? Six minutes. How did what that? You mean just like entirely, like without water? Yeah. Six minutes. How did that feel? Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> What is the craziest engineering fix that you've managed to pull off? Oh, I managed to glue two different engines together to make one engine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good. With, you know, Prit stick or something. <laughs> How would you describe your connection with the ship? Oh, you know, intense. You know, me and the ship, you know, best buddies. <laughs> cool. And um, what's one bit of advice you got before you left? Always look after your engines. Good. Not that, always look after the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Leave the out after every use. Okay, next up, we're going back to Moo. Where is your home planet of Eden? What sector? So are we supposed to have picked colonies that exist? Or... No, as in where, where on the map? I will add your planet to the map. Let's go... 84. 84. You are in the neutral zone. Yeah, I think my planet's called Eden. It is. And why did you leave Eden? I wanted to see what else was out there. Pat, which planet do you call home? Do you call home the Hive? Or do you... Well, you can choose where they both are, I suppose. You you have yeah. parentage on each one. So where is the Hive? 
festival. The Hive Homeworld is Sector 14. It is in the dark side. Severus, isn't it? Is in Sector 72. Far away. How did your parents meet, incidentally? <laughs> well, my mother was a free-thinking Hive member, which for a Hive member is not for what it's frowned upon. Um, yeah. So they were exiled from the Hive. Oh dear. Uh, and met my monotone father in a space service station. <laughs> Or a space truck stop. Nice. Okay. Why did you leave Severus? I guess if your mum got exiled from the Hive, you've probably come from Severus, right? Yeah, I, I'm more monotone, I think, than, than than Hive. But I have I have the ability to communicate with the Hive, but no more association than that. Hang on, what was the question? Why Why did you leave home? Why did I leave home? To further my knowledge. Cool. To learn more about the universe and medicine of all different types of species. Riley, where is... Where do the reptilians come from? Mandar. Where is Mandar? 30. Yep, cool. And why did you leave home? Some scoundrels came and they had a mess on their ship and it was my first time ever really cleaning, you know. They they were freaking out about, oh, how are we going to clean this up? And I ended up cleaning it up for them and they offered to take me with them and I thought, this is this is my chance. This is my shot. Excellent. Bunty, where is Aquaria? Aquaria. 49. There you go. Why did you leave Aquaria? Somebody had been polluting our waters and I wanted to learn how to fix that. Did you fix it or is this an ongoing issue that narratively might become important later? (laughs) (laughs) You can can have that for later. (laughs) Put that in your back pocket. (laughs) Back to me. What's the one item that you always have in your space backpack? I've always got a little like electronic map of the galaxy, universe, bit of space. Map of our bit of space. Cool. And it's Pat, like what, interactive right. and updated. Perfect. Pat, what have you got in your bag? Basic medical supplies, naturally. Cool. Riley? Oh, is this supposed to be something useful? It's just one thing that you like never have, never leave home without that you always have with you kind of thing. I mean, like in brooms, it was Teddy, wasn't it? For Grace. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was snack thinking. Bars for me. Yeah. <laughs> I had snack bars. They came in handy. <laughs> I did. I have a thick mossy piece of bark that my brother had carved a, a family portrait in. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Bunty, what's in your space bag? Two bottles of water. Nice. Just of like in case. one for somebody water. else. You don't want to be the one who always has water because then somebody's always like, can I have some of your water? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I can tell you this, that Merlin does not like it if you spill something on their map. <laughs> <laughs> it goes all you get one little jam stain. <laughs> no, oh, no. It literally jammed. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to touch it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Moo, what is your fatal flaw, your one weakness? I am easily distracted by snacks. Okay. Particularly um, fishy snacks. <laughs> oh. okay. So you're always in the fish toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Where's fish? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's flying this thing? No, no, there's fish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pat, what's your fatal flaw? That that occasionally, yeah, Hive the the psychic connection with other members of the Hive, yeah, will play will really bad jazz. Of, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it ebbs and flows, and sometimes you know the the flow is so overwhelming that things will will happen. Sometimes you know emotions make it, make it across the connection, and because I don't understand emotions, it all goes horribly wrong. Nice, cool, cool, cool. Riley, if somebody what? doesn't like me, it like it is the worst thing in the world to be. Oh no! So it's like a need to be liked, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a fatal flaw? Is that bad? Is that not a great one? Good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can change it. I feel like I should have a serious flaw rather than I like no. snacks. No, no, no. <laughs> Bunty, fatal flaw. I love to tinker with machinery, regardless of whether that is our machinery or not. <laughs> you you don't believe in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're like. <laughs> Yeah. If there's a dial, I'm map. gonna turn it. <laughs> jam on my map. You changed the color. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Moo, back to you. How did you all meet and um, where? Okay, we met like all the stuff, all good adventures at a space bar called the Space Bar. <laughs> or is it a space station-y type? You know, is it? It's a space station. So it's in space. What sector is that in? Oh, don't ask hard questions. Hang on. Let's go with 36. It sort of, it just moves a little bit between the different like colour zones. So oh, I like that. Can it be right on the join? Yeah. Well, it's because it's a space station, it moves a little bit depending yeah. on what all the other celestial bodies are up to around it. So they get pulled to and from different sectors. Okay. The space nice. bar. That is a good, and also an appropriate place for a food truck to be, right? That you could steal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That was Moo. Pat gets the next one. What has been one moment of tension between you as a as a foursome as a crew well the the initial choice to make off with this ship two were strongly in favor and two were strongly against which uh, two which two were which well i don't know i feel like that needs to that's that's something that needs to develop okay <laughs> character backstory or you know okay it's all right we'll have a flashback episode cool 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 riley what's another moment of tension did we oh let's see did we say what we kind of do at all like was that anything we've we've decided like what our adventuring tendencies are not yet okay i couldn't remember if that was part of the ship creation or not i mean we know that the ship has previously been involved in the cheese scrap of 89 87 sorry the cheese smuggling thing and linda 32 and we rescued civilians from linda 32b I would say maybe a moment of tension is what is what we do with this ship. What we're what we're going to do. Like, are we going to continue this tradition of serving food from it? Are we going to be smugglers? Are we going to be? You know, I think everybody kind of has a different idea of what they want to do. Somebody wants to be heroic. Someone else wants to you know be more devious with it. Excellent. Some just want to have fun and travel. Cool. That's up to everybody, I think, to decide what their like you know <laughs> intention is. Bunty. Cool. Narrative reasons that are not quite clear, but will be revealed at some point. What? Who owned the ship? Who did you steal it from? Well, it was serving up whale, wasn't it? Yeah. So we stole it from them because what we were, were they all against? You know, killing killing the whales. They were ooh, squell, really <laughs> tentacly slimy people. The grossest. Yeah. Okay. Well, I figured if they're going to come back, I want like someone cool to play with. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, back to Mu. What is, you know, you're used to this by now. What is one spaceport rumour about the galaxy? Okay, that there is, everyone knows about the planet that I'm from and the weird anthropomorphic animal people that it's making. But there's a rumour that there's another even more devious government genetic engineering project somewhere in the dark sector. Ooh, a second, like, Eden situation in the dark. Yeah, but like making nefarious monster things. Yep. Making bad stuff. Cool. Pat, what's a rumour you've heard? That notorious space scoundrel. Let's think of a cool name. Can't think of one, damn it. Notorious space scoundrel. Well, no, Ignatius. Stephen. (laughs) Stephen Ignatius. The, the famous Magmalian. The rumour is that he is out on the hunt for an ex-member of crew that abandoned their duty. Ooh. That's Sarah. <laughs> Riley's looking nervous. <laughs> okay. Just, I mean, what are the Magmalians? Rock people Rock with a magma core. Nice. Where are we on? Riley. Riley, as a reptilian, would just like lean up against them and be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just warm himself on the rocks. <laughs> oh, nice. We'll fight in a minute. Yep. Best yeah. friend. <laughs> Riley, what's a rumour you've heard around the spaceport? Do we know how Linda 32B was destroyed? Or we said that it was some evil douche threatened oh, right. okay. to destroy it and it was partially exploded. Okay, never mind then. The rumour is that Linda 32B killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cult mass suicide. <laughs> that there is a race that nobody knows, or there's a species that nobody knows about that lives on Sons. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Bunty? There is a rumor that. Sorry, my brain isn't working. Is that the rumor? <laughs> 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 that Meredith's brain doesn't work. There is a rumour that the Esperon know how to clean the waters of my home planet. Oh, what? And they're just not sharing? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Back to me. What, what, like, what job, what are you in the middle of as a crew right now? Obviously, there was some tension as to what to do. But like, what are you doing? <laughs> we are on a fairly kind of standard delivery run. We're delivering a present for a rich guy's daughter. So we've got this fancy thing that we've sort of covered in lots of padding in the hold and we're going to get very well paid for it, which is why we agreed to do it. What you don't know is that it's in bubble wrap and somebody's been going there and just popping one every now and again. Every time they go past, they're like... Okay, Pat, who who is this rich person? Who is your client? He is Fraxis. Okay. He is... I don't know, have we got any planets in the galaxy already that are up for grabs that are not Fraxia Prime. You can make one. Okay. Or, I mean, there's all the colonies. He could be on one of the colonies. Yeah, I'm just thinking if they're a warlike conquering people. So mm. it's going to be a, like, Fraxian general or good, a Fraxian commander that rules one of these colonies that they have conquered. Let's have a look. What we got? Let's go for colony three. Okay. Let's go. Oh, no, actually, let's make a new one. Because okay. if, if the colonies, I think the colonies are going to be Earth colonies, but then we'll have some Fraxian colonies as well. Yeah, fine. Or, I mean, it can be a planet or just, like, under Fraxia control. Yeah. And whoever runs this planet, the Fraxian bloke. Give me give me a number. Like S. 91? 91. Is that sensible? Yeah. Yeah, it's down there. Far corner. Oh, excellent. I'm going to call it. I think the Fraxians are going to be quite logical. So we've got Fraxia Prime. This is going to be Fraxia Beta. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
Okay, cool. And let's go for 10. But you've all got 10 IP worth of improvements to make to either the ship or yourself. I have a question. Yes. Colony 2 and Colony 8 are in the dark bit. Did the humans deliberately go into the dark bit or did they colonise that and then the dark bit expanded? I think probably they were colonised like like thousands and thousands of years ago and just the beliefs of the people on that colony don't worship the Eternians. They probably just have gone a bit sort of anti that. Okay. Yes. I've been looking forward to the improvements. Did Have you guys had a chance to think about what improvements you want? Yeah, I hadn't thought about the maths of it though. I have a couple, mm. like I think I have two left over right now that I mm. thought maybe could go towards ship upgrades or something. Okay. I have a question about the ship upgrades. Yes. For things like let's say shields. Yes. So if a D4 is one point because it says for the others plus so like D6 is plus two, is that one plus two? So you have to do them sequentially so you have to do the D4 and then it's an extra two to get the D6 and then on top of that, yeah. yeah. But we do automatically no, we don't automatically have any shields. Okay. Oh no, we do. Do we? It's shaded in on my ship sheet. I think we automatically have D4 shields. Okay. So we could go straight to D6 shields. You could. Yeah, I think we've automatically got D4 thrusters, D4 shields, and D4 manned gun turrets. Okay, I was thinking because I wanted to be an engineer, I've sort of chosen practical engineering stuff. Mm -hmm. But the stuff on the ship obviously that's up for like negotiation yeah Yeah. tell you what why don't you tell me what your character upgrades and then we can do like a cumulative total of how many points we've got left to spend on the ship okay okay right moo what are you upgrading for yourself i'm gonna take escape artist Mm -hmm. if i'm banned and i'm you know partially animal i've got escape instincts it would be good if i could i don't know like hide in somebody's backpack and then get smuggled onto planets true hot shot pilot as well given i'm a flyboy makes sense i like the idea of having a utility belt so I think they're my three musts which gets five and I'm kind of umming and ahhing about some other stuff okay cool 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 Pat I am a loyal crew member good stuff which is I can give other people bonus to check I am protector so bonus when defending I've gone for skilled at medicine nice leaning heavily into the trope and I'm gonna go for space athlete as well nice which is four so far I think that might be it for me okay Riley we're good to have crossover right? As or in, do we not want to? To oh, have yeah, the same yeah. character upgrades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I did Scanner. Cool. And that tells I can spend one AT to ask GM which pressure gauge is closest to max. I was going to do Saboteur, but that like decreases a pressure yeah. gauge. But I think, I think I'll just be like trying to be aware of what's going to be <laughs> rather than actually being able to de-escalate it, right? And then I did Overachiever. So that gives me plus two to charm checks against an authority figure. Figure. figure that's that like need to be like right loyal crew member same type of thing you know like it's, it's not even necessarily about me being loyal it's more about like gaining trust on that one yeah mm-hmm. troublemaker oh <laughs> just spend 180 to get help from any nearby criminal network figure <laughs> i've made my you know i yeah. have my network of criminals that i've worked with yeah i did escape artists i did so many i guess and myself yeah. i was just selfish i was just like yeah character upgrades <laughs> <laughs> and then my last one i saved this was really my first one because I was like I, I have to have this is gross you have a gross bodily trick that you can do on command what, what, what is it I can expel water from my scales <laughs> <laughs> which is very helpful helpful for a janitor who has to clean a lot. So I never have to carry around a mop bucket. Nice. 
Bunty, <laughs> what are your upgrades? So I chose Saboteur, which decreases any pressure gauge. I thought that was like an engineering thing. Is that useful? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Scanner as well. Again, because I assumed that was something to do with the ship. And I also wanted a utility belt to have a common item on me. And I wanted Spirited Motivator to help a crewmate when I'm not present. Aww. Nice. Okay, so that leaves 10, 19 points left to spend on the ship. Can I add one more? Sorry, I can't do maths. I would like to also be lucky so I can re-roll a stat check with an 80. Cool. So that is 17 left to spend on the ship. I had two thoughts. I thought the remote control would be really useful because that allows you to control the ship without being on it. Like if it, we wanted it to come in and rescue us. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I think Pat starred that one on ours as well. And I really wanted there to be a smuggler's hold, but I wanted Riley to be the only one who'd found it <laughs> in his janitoring. He's like been cleaning it for years and none of us know about it. I'm good with that. I think that's funny. <laughs> okay, so hang on. We've got how many smuggler holds? Just one? Just one, yeah. So that's three points worth of stuff. And then the other thing I had, because I had four points left, I mm. had just thought maybe the greenhouse, but because we're a food truck, but... Idea. I feel like running out of food may be a thing that happened. Mm. Yeah. That, would, that would be a pressure gauge. Okay. I was thinking the same thing, and I was part of me was like, oh, that maybe I have a greenhouse that I like take care of. But oh, maybe somebody else does. You know, maybe it's their uh, like, passion project. If you spend two points to get two levels, look, each level produces enough food for two crew. So you'd only need two levels worth to feed all four of you. Oh, that'd be yeah, good. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Well, that's all my points used. So I'd thought well, but about... that's also assuming that we don't have any other like npcs that join us or something right because we would you can have to upgrade, you can upgrade at a later point yeah, okay okay join our crew we won't feed you <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead move so i'd thought about or a couple of things that i'd flag that might be useful were some more shields so the, some attack and defense maybe the laser cannons they looked kind of fun i've only got three points to add and the other thing i was looking at was an eva more eva suit so i might spend my remaining three on d6 worth of shields and two more suits yeah cool okay so hang on we're going up to d6 shields and we're getting more eva suits cool so yeah one two three four five six seven eight you've got 11 points left i thought it might be fun to have manned gun turrets yeah because then it'll give like you know the other one says it's operated in the cockpit does that mean that Mm. that the pilot can activate those ones but the manned ones it's like it, right, it's the whole Han and Luke going down yeah. and shooting at yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And don't get cocky. <laughs> yeah, so... We've already got D4, you said. Is that right, Phil? Yeah, D4 is already shaded. Oh, okay. So it would just be two if I wanted to upgrade it to a D6? Yeah. You want to do that? Maybe. Well, I don't know. I think it's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got nine points left. Man, that, we have a lot of stuff. I thought it could be fun to have a hollow deck, of course, but we don't... It's not necessarily, like, useful. Or an EVA suit. No, not an EVA suit. What was the the power oh, armor? Oh my god, there's power armor. Yeah, and I imagine that like that was used, you know, like to carve the whale meat or something off of the <laughs> whale. Like that's why oh they had it. It wasn't even used for combat, but oh god, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that makes sense. See, I always I imagined that the whale meat was harvested using the mining craft. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that could be good too. Yeah, let's let's go mining craft. Okay. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, How definitely self destruct. Destruct. Got five left. I reckon, yeah, I reckon we go up to D eight for shields. Yeah. Oh wait, hang okay. on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. We've only got three left. All right then. I reckon we go up to D eight for shields. shields. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're gonna need uh, to protect from all that whale stomach acid. Yeah. <laughs> well, just because we're what we're stealthy and what did we say the ship was? Scouty. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna be more more on the shields than on the yeah. the guns. Cool. What are our thrusters at? Thrusters. You just have D4 thrusters at the moment. Oh no. That's okay. I've got Do we um, have one escape pod already? Yeah. Yes. Riley chose an escape pod last time. Okay, because okay, I have plus two for a flight check that's on the ship and I have a D a D twenty. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Time for What was the last thing we got, man? D eight shields. Oh. And the mining craft. Oh. Or the meat craft. <laughs> the meat excavator. <laughs> nice. Please stop. <laughs> right. Okay. Time for questions about each other. Moo, we will start with you. Okay. Roll a D twenty. Twelve. What is the kindest thing that you've ever seen new? do he i think the hive mind must have interfered with him at some point because while he was tending to a burn on riley the space janitor's scales he sort of patted his head and went there there (laughs) (laughs) tender moment (laughs) wow (laughs) lovely but really he was just saying there there's another burn here like Do it slowly and sort of patted your head like you might sort of like a small child pets a dog when it thinks that's how it's supposed to pet them. (laughs) Roll again. Nine. What item has Jack given you that you treasure? Jack gave me a bit of the original go button from a really cool ship that I'd always admired that he'd worked on and while he'd been janitoring on it, it had sort of needed replacing. And I thought it was really cool he'd worked there and he gave me the button. Oh, roll again. Tender. It's nine again. What item has Meredith given you that you treasure? Given. Are you like, you know, just like ferreting around and stealing stuff out of people's rooms? <laughs> no. Meredith gave me a pretty shell from her homeworld. She just had like loads of clamshelly type things. We're just sort of knocking around and said I could have one. I really like it. Because I don't really know much about otters, but I did, like, like, Merlin doesn't know much about otters, but that instinct of, like, shell, must put in my little pouch. Oh, that's cool. Pat, roll a d20. 14. What planet do you and Merlin really want to visit together? We both want to visit Colony 9, where the reborn dwell, the uh, reanimated human colonists. Cool. I have a fascination, obviously, with the sort of anatomical, physiological aspects of the situation, whilst Merlin has heard it's a really fun place to fly around. (laughs) Nice. Roll again, please. Two. How was Jack instrumental in convincing you to join the crew? Ooh. He's just so badly injured that you couldn't leave him. (laughs) He made me see reason in in taking the ship and how taking the ship could further my quest to visit more planets and understand more species. Ah. So we know Jack's in the theft panel. Yeah, so it was Jack was before (laughs) I was against. Nice. Cool. Roll again, please. Three. When did you realise that you really liked, romantically or platonically, like when did you realise that you really clicked with Meredith? I'm not capable of like. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a it's a null question. When did you realize that you tolerated <laughs> The Abyssinian provides me with great physiological interest. Okay, I'm just writing Meredith is physiologically interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and she has no idea. She's like, oh he's really into me. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Riley, roll a dice. Yeah. Sixteen. What food do you and Merlin both love way more than you should? Those fishy snacks. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally, it's got to be something fishy, but it's something that most people would think is gross. Oh my God, I bet you were eating that space whale and then you <laughs> yeah, <my> were <laughs> like, oh, I could never do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> space whale sashimi. That totally works. Yeah, like I have a stash of space whale and Merlin <laughs> got a whiff of it and was like, oh my goodness, that smells amazing. And- <laughs> It's um, our dirty yeah. little secret. You just Roll sort of sit there and going, this is so wrong, but it tastes that, so good. That's what's in his secret hole. It's just <laughs> yeah. <full of> water. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not allowed to know soul. where it is because I'm just going to take it off. And that's why, that's why the, the fish toilet is like, why does it smell of fish? No one's been eating fish, have they? <laughs> cool. Roll again, please. Oh, yeah. 13. What does Neutron do that always makes you laugh? Uh, totally misses like certain social cues. Just cool. does not understand when somebody's trying to connect with him. Oh, cool. And again, please. Five. What potential do you see in Meredith that she doesn't see in herself? The potential to not take apart the fucking machine. <laughs> no, I'm just. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just leave the damn ship alone. Stop tearing things apart. Yeah. You wake up, I dismantled the engines, and we're, we're not going anywhere. Put it back together. No, I know to go along with that. Maybe it's just like the potential for her to like. She takes these things apart, but then she could put. I think I see the potential for her to like improve them instead of just putting them back, like mm. remaking it as it was. Right, like she's figuring out how it works but like what else she can do more than just put it back as it was nice bunty roll d20 Eight. What would losing Merlin from the crew mean to you? We wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> Nobody else can fly. Cool. <laughs> Canonically now. No. <laughs> uh, roll again, please. Ten. Why do you owe Neutron a debt that you cannot repay? Oh, oh, that I cannot repay. Neutron saved my my baby sister from death, and I see this as a great debt that I owe him but he just is like well I could fix her so I did and he doesn't say that. that's why I can't repay it he won't take payment <laughs> cool. there's nothing of equivalent value <laughs> yeah. and again please four what do you admire most about Jack Ooh, I was just torn between how well liked he was or how he you know he seems a bit roguish and tells me all these you know stories of times he was on scoundrel ships. Um. Nice. Cool. Now, unfortunately, we have to go to the negative side. So, move. Roll a d20. 12. When was the last time that Neutron hurt you? (laughs) Or, like, hurt your feelings, I suppose. Not, like, actual... He just breaks her arm to just so that he just can, you know, heal it. Physiology fascinates me. <laughs> <laughs> he he sort of flatly recited a load of facts about otters, like that I've spent as fifteen years. So I'm like, so 
we've only got maybe five years left. He's like, yes, like completely deadpan. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, Emotionless, didn't understand why I would be upset by that. I mean, who knows what my lifespan is because I'm a weird hybrid, but like just sort of flatly told me negative things about it. And again, please. 10. Ooh, how did Jack recently cost you all a lot of money? Gambling. He like met up with some old scoundrel buddies and, you know, they had a really good time, sort of lots of drinks, lots of laughs. And he bet, like, ended up betting half our cargo at one point. Whoops. <laughs> Final time. Eight. When, oh no, when is the last time that you intentionally hurt Meredith's feelings? <laughs> Harsh. Called her a fucking water bitch. <laughs> I think it was when I yelled at her for getting jam on my space map. <laughs> she got jam on it and then it was also trying to fiddle with it. Like she was having a snack while she was fiddling with it and got jam all over it. And I think I basically screamed at her like, stop interfering with everything. Nice. Pats, get your dice out. 15. What would it take for you to leave Merlin behind on a mission? If logic dictates that Merlin must be left behind, then there. Oh, nice. And again, please. Seven. Why do you... Oh, out of the whole of the crew, why do you feel the least connected to Jack? He is an example of an emotional, impulsive species that I do not understand, do not respect. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn. <laughs> last one, last time. Three. How did Meredith botch the last job? <laughs> I am making a lot of mistakes here. <laughs> I wanted to be an engineer so I could be competent at something. <laughs> the latest attempt to use glue to attach two engines would work fine <laughs> if it were not being done by a water-based creature. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay, cool. Riley. 16. How close have you come to killing Merlin? I think that one time there was some fish that had gone bad and it, I was throwing it out in the garbage and we were I was going to, you know, jettison it, eject it out of the, the side of the ship and she had dug in there. Oh, I mean, this is almost an accident. But then I saw her in there and I was like, the door's already closed. Do I, <laughs> do I open it again? <laughs> there was like, it was way too long. She she, she knew that that was like too long, too long. No, <laughs> like, why are you hesitating to open the door? <laughs> and again, please. 10. Okay, so we know that you've lost a lot of money gambling, but how has Neutron also lost a lot of money for the crew? Some very smooth talking scoundrel was talking to him about this brand new technology, top of the line medicine stuff. This stuff hasn't even hit the market yet. It's going to be revolutionary. And he, he totally bought in for it the guy was using the right terms charming and uh, you know like appealing enough and and he bought it he bought into it and it was all junk wow <laughs> final dice roll 18 oh sorry oh, Bunty. No. apparently meredith might be wanted by the intergalactic police why is that <laughs> Oh, no. It's a rumor. She saw one of their really nice ships and just impulsively started taking it apart because <laughs> it was like, you know, they have this new technology on there. And she was so fascinated that just it was, you know, in the parking lot at, at, a, <laughs> at a space bar type like place. Right. And she just went to town on that thing and they <laughs> caught her in the act and she she managed to get away. But uh, nice. they, they knew who she was. I didn't believe Pretty. I was going to put it back together again, but I was. <laughs> yeah. Bunty, over to you. Hopefully you can get some revenge on the 
the rest of these guys. <laughs> it's all been quite harsh to have to say. One. What did Merlin do in the past that you still resent them for? Well, she did yell at me for one tiny bit of jam. But instead of just yelling about the jam, she yelled at me that I interfered with everything. It really cut me deep, I have to say. Oh, dear. <laughs> and again, please. 13. Ooh. Okay, hang on. Neutron's fatal flaw was that he is not bothered by success or failure. How has this cost you dearly in the past? So he's not bothered by success or failure? Yeah. My water breathing apparatus broke and I rushed over to him in a panic and asked him to help me fix it and he took this, you know, he did, but he wasn't particularly (laughs) quick about it and he (laughs) tried something and it didn't work and he was like oh well that should have worked and I Five minutes and 50 seconds here. Can we speed it up? (laughs) Final dice roll of the session. A one again. (laughs) What has Jack done in the past that you still resent him for? He, in his scoundrelly way, has been into everyone's rooms to look at what stuff they have and just evaluate it for future reference. (laughs) (laughs) And he moved a load of my shells, which were in a very specific order. You bastard. You unimaginable bastard. More that I knew then that he'd been in there. and I was just trying to dust the shell. I spent right. ages putting those shells out. <laughs> nice. Cool. That's it. We are done. There were a couple of other changes or things that are slightly different to the other two games. So the first one, obviously, we spent that session creating the ship. The ship has its own sort of character sheet where you keep track of, you know, like upgrades that you make, how strong your shields are, etc. But it also has this heat meter. So some of the some of the functions like using the thrusters or using the shields, etc., cause the engine to heat up. And when it heats up, when it reaches full, then, you know, something bad happens, you lose power whatever whatever so you're almost thinking about being against this this gauge you know you can't use your stuff too much otherwise your engine will overheat and bad stuff will happen were you guys sort of conscious of that maybe i didn't even explain that so you wouldn't have been conscious of that did that make a difference (laughs) don't think i understood it (laughs) not yet i mean it, it hasn't come up a huge amount i guess no so you gained a bit of heat when you used the thrusters and the shields yeah so there's so there's that there's the this sort of ship sheet where you keep track of everything but also the other idea you mentioned improvements so throughout the game you can earn like improvement points so you can constantly be upgrading your character with new skills new abilities or buying new kit for them like you know you can buy extra grenades or you can get weapons or become proficient in different things and the other games didn't really have that sort of progression of of character development did they what you'd chosen at the start other than some items that you might find along the way there was no real like that was the end of the creative process whereas this each time you earn some points you can still keep creating your character by changing what upgrades they have etc how do we feel about that do any of you i mean you've all got the list of upgrades have any of you got any that you've got your eye on that you're like gonna save up for or that you want to get later on oh well we 
established right at the beginning there's no med bay and I've had to no. make one in the corner of the cargo bay. So, uh, <laughs> I guess it would be good to just build up things like thrusters and shields but I didn't have anything specific in mind and I'll probably forget that we can do that. I mean to be fair I'll probably forget that you can earn improvement points anyway so I'm saying yes you can constantly be upgrading your character. It will never happen. You'll never get <laughs> my worry. There's lots of moving parts behind the scenes just in terms of extra things to track and uh, yes. and all this kind of stuff. I mean, adversity tokens have featured in all of the previous storylines that we've done, the games we've played, and we are maybe just getting the hang of them. Yeah. We we basically ignored the uh, like leveling up system in Kids on Brew. Kids, yes, Kids on Brew, not Kids. Oh yeah, because you were supposed to become proficient in certain subjects, weren't you? Each time yeah. you did a lesson. Nah, yeah, this one's like much more by the numbers. It's not yes. like it's not a character development. It's a leveling up, which is a subtle distinction. Yeah, I mean, yeah. looking at it, I was excited and I'm still excited to, you know, I could use my improvement points to level up the ship or myself, essentially improve certain things, which sounds really nice to me. What's more important oh. to each of you, character improvement or ship improvement? Basically, who's a selfish bastard and who's who's thinking for the team? I think when creating the stuff, I was leaning way a lot. I tried to lean a lot more towards ship stuff because I thought, well, that benefits me and everybody else. And then I figured maybe I can improve. Like, I definitely grabbed a couple of things for myself, a good amount of stuff. Some of them just because I thought it was funny, some because I thought it was useful. But like, yeah, it just it seemed more beneficial to do ship stuff. And it sounds like now we know, oh, shoot, we're probably going to need another thing for our ship, at least one or two more things. But there's also just from the few skill checks that we've done where I'm like, oh, okay, now I can look and see I'm really bad at this thing. Is there anything that could help me mitigate that? That's true. And I like that the adversity tokens, I don't know, I haven't played the other ones, but it was like, I don't have, I didn't have any adversity tokens starting out, so I couldn't use some of the improvements or skills that I had. But by the end of the session, I was, I started looking more at my improvements and being like, oh, this one costs me one or two adversity. I could totally use that. And I started, it started kind of filling in some story type stuff for me for later of like, ooh, I could do, I could totally use this in this type of situation. So I'm excited to actually play around with those adversity tokens, which I definitely have pretty much never heard in any of the other games and didn't know it was from the other one. That's because we forgot about them every other game. <laughs> were the other games that way though? Were, did the other games give you adversity more... tokens and then you had like skills or something that you used them for? There were a couple no, I thought you got a reroll. Yeah, that's what we thought it was. I think like one of my traits might have been I could spend an adversity token or I don't have to ask the GM to use an adversity token but I was looking at it going I don't know what this means yeah. <laughs> that all the checks that I failed because I failed a lot of checks were getting me these tokens because you sort of forgot that they were useful having more to do with them might make us remember them a bit more like half of my improvements require me to spend adversity tokens and yeah and that's what I'm looking at and it's not hard to gain them it's pretty easy to fail a lot of things <laughs> yeah you're so the other thing is this idea of pressure gauges, which is, is completely for me. Although someone has an ability, don't they, where you can ask me a question about a pressure gauge. Basically, this idea, so there's events that are happening that I can track, you know, so it might be X amount of rounds until something happens, make a pressure gauge for it. And some of them I've put to happen, like, you know, we add one to the gauge each at the end of each session. So that's just a matter of time. But there are others where 
you know, you have to meet certain criteria. So for this isn't one, no spoilers, but it might be each time you drop a space mine, I add one to the pressure gauge. And then suddenly when that is full, you've accidentally created a minefield that's going to destroy a space cruiser and it's all your fault. You know, sort of there's something that happens eventually like that. But I must admit, I've gone a bit gauge crazy. So even though we've only done one session, there's 11 pressure gauges already in action, guys. Just remember, and I've got gauges for everything. Swing with the Senate. I've got gauges for your reputation for each species. So not going to lie, you've pissed off the Fraxis quite a lot in episode one. So that's your reputation is going down the space cube for that. We got this. (laughs) All according to plan. But I like that because so for me, GMing the other two, there was loads of stuff. I just had this big list of ingredients. Like whenever you mentioned something interesting or whatever, I just had it on a list. And when I was planning each next session, I was looking at the list and saying, right, can I fit that in? Can I fit that in? And sometimes I could work them into the story. Sometimes I couldn't work them into the story. And sometimes I just forgot about them. But by this habit of like physically creating a pressure gauge, I don't have to worry about fitting it into the story because, well, it's going to happen. That ship is going to come after you at some point. That thing is going to arrive. That comet is going to blast it or whatever. So it makes my job a lot easier in that respect. Yes. I don't know. I'm I mean, really excited to have some of those happen. Whatever it is, you know, like for you, will you, I'm guessing, will you announce it and be like, this pressure gauge has reached its max. So here's what's going to happen. Or is it just, yes. you just say it? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I will let you know that what's happening is because of a pressure gauge. Nice. Because when you guys, who is it that has the power that can ask about a pressure gauge? Bunter. So, yeah, obviously, should Bunty ask about a pressure gauge, then I will, of course, tell you which one is closest to breaking or whatever. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I just like, it's easier to track. It's easier to keep track of story events for me anyway. Yes. Cool. A fun workforce is a one workforce. Well, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Have I forgotten anything before we move on to some frags? Okay, theme-wise, how do we, because we've had, you know, very much 80s Stranger Things type situation. We've had Harry Potter, basically, and now we're in space. Like, which theme? I think I'm, this is the one I'm most latched into, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. But then it depends, what do you mean, right? I don't know, what your idea of this this space might be very different to anyone else's. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of, di- it's not a very clear parallel because there are lots of different, like, is it Star Trek? Is it Red Dwarf? Like, <laughs> <laughs> programs right there. Like, yeah, that's true. Oh, speaking of, my character for my board game night's got to be the cat, surely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He'd, he'd, get, he'd, be he'd definitely get bored at some point, though. He would yeah. make it so fun. And also, we could have Dwayne from Death in Paradise. He'd also be fun. And then he'd like, sit and talk to himself. <laughs> yeah, that would be good fun. I know I didn't play the other two, but when you guys started playing playing kids on brooms. Yep, that's what it's called. I messaged Phil and was like, I want in on the next one because that's the one I'm most excited for is Teens in Space. Really? Oh, I wonder yeah. if that's, is that a boy thing? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Is it? I'm like, I liked the magic one. Yeah. yeah, brooms is the one I was most excited about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited about this, but I really like magic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like I said afterwards, I just struggled to incorporate the magic into, like, I don't know. I don't feel like it was very magical. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like that's totally on me. That's on me as the games master. I feel like I missed plenty of opportunity. You know, there were some whole episodes where we just like forgot magic. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if this will be the same in some ways. We'll well, just I forget the magic. The space. You forget we're in space. Forget like, the stars. Yeah. Open the window. <laughs> we already had pizza smells wafting in. No, but we found some plausible science to explain that. Yeah. yeah. Please make sure you read your phone quota. Something that we didn't talk about yet is the map. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That well, was- I was, yeah, the map. So, obviously, after our spaceship creation, I made a map of the spaceship, but also we've got a map of the galaxy, and I've just made, like, a 100-square grid, and every time, like, we mentioned a planet, we were just like, right, roll a D100, and let's see where that planet is. And, yeah, I went a bit just sort of planet crazy. So every species has got a home planet, but then some have got different colonies, and then there's space stations and various features. I really enjoyed making the map. <laughs> I love looking at it. Did the mm. book have anything for it? Like, is, no, not at all. Oh, that, really? was, that was all me, baby. Oh, okay. Well then, bravo. <laughs> yeah. John, well, see... contact Phil because that's a great system there. I don't see how you could do it without having a galaxy map, surely. Yeah, that's why I assumed that it was part of the book. No, but there you go. Yeah, I've, well, I'll go into this when we, when we start fragging, but yeah, I have planned a lot. <laughs> Sign up today for your local fun patrol. Yeah, well, should we frag now? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Riley, start us off with fun. Oh boy, okay. I mean, I just think it's a five because it's an RPG. You get to experience a story with friends and I thought it was really entertaining today. Even, I, I mean, I always think it's especially funny when you fail because that usually makes you have to like, oh great, I'm just digging myself in deeper. How am I going to get out of this? Or is somebody else going to help me to get out of this? I genuinely thought that you were going to die and have to create a new character. (laughs) (laughs) I still sort of think I might. (laughs) Bunty? What for fun? Yes. I'm going four. It is really fun and I think it's going to be really good and it was incredibly funny as we all just messed up. But I think I, th- I don't know. I th- I can't quite tell where it's going, which as a very personal preference sort of stresses me out a bit. Whereas the others were, I don't know, like smaller stories. This could be anything. Like, I don't know. Is this going to start a war with the fractions? Is this going to be like just a one-off episode? I don't know. Like, <laughs> if, it, if it puts your mind at ease, I do have some story arcs planned out. Like I do, I know what direction we're going into. <laughs> oh yeah. Every story, I promise. <laughs> trust you it's just i don't like not knowing where his story's going <laughs> Pat. i'm gonna go four as well yeah it's good fun the, all of the young people in on near things series is good uh, in proximity to <laughs> young people in proximity to transportation uh, yeah or areas universe yeah. i don't know i think the like i said before the kind of difference in expectations about you know what kind of kind of space adventure this is i don't know just might be expecting one thing and then other things happen or don't happen or I don't know. we'll see see how it pans out mm. me also for it's really fun i do enjoy rpgs but i do struggle sometimes with the having to come up with stuff on kind of on the spot like the kind of good question what am i going to do now and then you, i assume you're going to edit out the many pauses while we stop and think 
No, I'm going to take a leaf out of Riley's book and just not edit any of it. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dang. Yeah, sometimes that pressure and then I'll say something and then go two seconds later, I should have done something else, but it's it's done now. We've committed to this path of weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) I literally don't know what you're talking about. When when chapter one comes out, you will be very impressed with some computer searching that goes on. <laughs> <laughs> it's Google Foo, second to none. <laughs> I went for a five, but it, like as I said, I think this theme is the one that I'm most into. So I'm already like on a fun boost. But just when planning this, like for the first two, obviously like I planned the storyline and I had the map of the town and the school and stuff. But I have got right, I've got the ship sheet, I've got like I've actually made dice tables you know for like random roles random species random ships I've got the map of the galaxy I've got all these reputation tracks and the pressure gauges I've got something that's secret that you're not allowed to know about you know so Meriel you're an animon and you are illegal on some planets so I've got a list of all the planets you know and we'll update it as you visit them of whether you're allowed or whether you're not allowed on that planet you know also so keeping track of that I've got hey we landed and completely forgot to check I was allowed to be there you are allowed because obviously Mr. Fluffykins was there they wouldn't they wouldn't bring him on there if they weren't allowed but you're allowed as pets whatever but like you know when you go to the space bar I've got job board bounty board I've got stuff in the shop you know I have never planned to that level of stuff before like Okay, this is a li- my notebook for this is a 2021 day by day diary, and just the planning, like before I even started on chapter one, takes us to February the second. So that's how many pages I've like gone through. I've got random flying encounters. So just when you're making like a random journey, you might have to roll a dice to see if you encounter anyone or anything along the way. Like I've just proper got into it, and I know. And also, you know, just generally, again, we. I've only played one session of this but did it all go exactly the way that i planned did it fuck like and just that random element and i know moose said you know you said you you don't enjoy the thinking of stuff on the spot but i quite enjoy it like you know when you fail a test or when you make a decision that i haven't planned for i quite like that challenge of like oh shit where's the story gonna go now like the chapter did not end at all in the way you know i don't want to give too many spoilers but riley the choice that you made i was like okay that's going to change the dynamic of things but then I was like okay no I can make it work let's go we'll allow it <laughs> you know just I, li- I quite like that challenge so for me that is that is very much fun that's that's entertaining for me I, no, I think I've said this off air or something maybe to your I'm sure I've said it to your face you know <laughs> that you just real dumb no no you're so organized <laughs> I made it sound like it was going to be something really insulting you're so organized that I, it's it's so interesting to play these types of games with you because it's not like there's a hard set of rules or that there's a certain order that things have to be done i mean there's still like an organized way to play it but it is very improvisational and very like off the rails a lot of the times and so i i think it's really fun like you you handle it so much better than you would think listening to the rest of the podcast or knowing you (laughs) (laughs) i what like you you expect me to have like some sort of breakdown every time something doesn't go to plan (laughs) 
No, but I've heard of, I know some GMs that are like very organized. And if players go off of that track, they usually like bring them back or tell them like, no, you can't do that. Like at the end, right? I was saying like, I cannot do that. Like if it totally messes up the plan, like I can, okay, I'll change what I did do. Uh, and you were like, no, 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 no. Like, you, you <laughs> know, like, so I just wanted to say that because organized Phil playing chaotic game, very fun. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bunty, do you want to start us off with replayability? Yes. Well, that's got to be a five, hasn't it? Because it has infinite variety with the different people and the different races and the different ships and the different like kinds of characters that you can be. And like even just rolling the dice will give you yeah different results. Yeah, it's got to be a five. Patrice? I dare you to not say five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you argue with that, right? It's, yeah, the idea is replayable. It's definitely more replayable than the others just because the range of species you can be is... I was going to say, I was just looking back at brooms. A couple of us gave brooms a three for replayability. <gasps> Yeah, I would say, sorry, it's a four. It's more replayable than Brooms, but I don't know. I feel like once you've done, say, you know, 10, 15, 20 episodes of, of the theme, you'll be like, yeah, okay, move on, something else. Yeah, yeah, I'd say four. I mean, I mean, the limit to the possibilities is your imagination and your willingness to play, but there's prep, like with like with all RPGs, there's prep time. It's not like a, oh, let's just pick this up today, particularly like, given the amount of work you put into these things to make it really good. If we just said, oh, let's play this today in the world without a spreadsheet, and we said, let's just play this today. <laughs> but the, because there's usually like, certainly with bikes and brooms, we'd have a couple of weeks between sessions for you to plan. It's not immediately replayable. In no. Sense. No, I agree. I was going for four as well, along the same lines as Pat. I think, obviously, you know, you're limited by your imagination. And we've spoke about this, I think me, Riley, me and you have definitely said this, but like with bikes and brooms, everything was centered around that town, that school. But here, there's so many different, like each planet could have its own, you know, six part story arc or whatever, its own thing to solve, its own storyline sort of thing. So you literally, as long as you can think of planets that are different and species and stuff, each one could have its own mystery sort of thing. But I agree, there probably is a finite amount of tropes and sci-fi sort of cliches that you can run from before you're just rehashing. And even just, yeah, I know we always make the joke, don't we? It's like, it's da-da-da-da-da, but in space, you know, it's going to be, you're going to end up doing something like, oh yeah, it's... It's Pride and Prejudice, but it's in space. <laughs> it's Jurassic Park, but it's in space. <laughs> or whatever. Are you doing Jurassic Park in space this time? <laughs> well, one of the planets. <laughs> but yeah, so a uh, four for me. Riley? I-, I think I'm with Bunty on this. Five, because it's... I Just looking at the tropes, right? Like, you've got all of the character tropes. I don't know how many there are. But I mean, I've got it pulled up. There's like traveling celebrity, a soldier, a shipborn, a newbie, a missionary, exiled royalty, experiment you know like i'm just reading off a bunch of these and each one of those i don't i'm not gonna count them because there are a lot but each one of those could be this whole arc right like each one of those could inspire something if you're a traveling celebrity what are you doing you know like are you going and you're performing shakespearean plays in space you know are you a tech (laughs) wizard so you're going and you're finding artifacts like just based on the tropes of all of those you could have so many different things and different settings and different combinations of people coming together like it doesn't always have to be i don't think it always has to feel like like the alien novelty of it right like that there's a bunch of different races 
races or, or, you know, species, alien species out there or different planets. Like you could probably do this with even just like nine planets and have a good amount of variety because even each planet, right? Like planet Earth, how many biomes do we have and how many different things, different culture? Like if, if each planet just has something, different peoples, like there's so many different things that you could do. You could do political, you could do war, you could do mystery, you could do resource management. I, you know, like, oh my God, imagine that if each planet was a different genre, you've landed on the romance planet, you've landed on the yeah. horror planet, you've landed on oh, the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just looking at that, I mean, just, just that one aspect of it that I was going into gives so many story ideas. And then there's different types of ships, you know, we could upgrade our ship or we could even buy new ships and then mm. we could be a whole squadron. Everybody has their own little tiny fighter pilot, you know, <laughs> I don't know. There's just, it just feels like there's a lot of possibility there. So replayability for me, yeah, definitely a five. Awesome. Pat, the difficult one, aesthetic, starts off. Three. I mean, there's not much to go off. The, I don't know, the, the tables of, did you just make the tables with the with the upgrades yeah 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 because otherwise it would have i would have been sending you grabs of like five pages in the book i just sort of condensed it into okay. a table i have no idea what the books look book looks like maybe it's really pretty the ship sheet is i don't know maybe a little bit confusing at first glance but otherwise it's fine like what you've done with the like ship map and the galaxy map is cool but that's not you know can't guarantee that for everyone no that was me yeah Cool. Me? Also three, and it's the same with all of them. Like they're quite utilitarian. They're fine to look at. The yeah, the ship sheet is scaring me a little bit. It's very busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's busy before I've started doodling on it as well. So it's, yeah, that's scaring me a bit. Yeah, the stuff that looks really cool is all the stuff you've done. Like I really like your map of the galaxy and your ship picture, but not scoring that because that doesn't come with the game. No. <laughs> I'm also going for a three, much for the same reason. I also found the ship sheet quite complicated I've sort of just shaded bits but I'm not really sure whether I've shaded the right bits and keeping I mean I've worked out that if it's red that means it's going to add to your heat meter but everything like I don't know that could be a little more explanatory or a little less busy I think I agree with that and also just okay so it's got all these suggestions like I love the picture on the cover of the book which I'll, I'll attach a picture of but all these suggestions for species and and stuff for RPGs like this where it is just story driven and you're free to create whatever you want sort of thing I found some of the pictures and some of the descriptions and stuff to be limiting because it's like okay that's a cool idea but that's not how I I pictured it that's not how and I think for an RPG that's more of a factor than it is for like a regular board game because you're just like okay well I'm, I'm playing this game someone made this game etc but with an RPG okay someone made the book but the way the game runs and what happens is completely down to the game's master and the player's imagination I'd almost prefer it if it didn't have pictures and stuff like that that's that's just a personal thing for me Riley? Yeah I'd go with three on this as well I mean it you did a great job describing things you know five to you but uh, <laughs> the character sheet to me sometimes i i have a hard time like looking through it kind of it's not even a very complicated but it feels like my my eyes just wander on it which is probably just a me thing but i think the same exact thing with the ship thing is that one is busy and kind of intimidating looking but i don't have that one printed out i just look at the picture no luckily you know, I mean, for most things you guys don't really need to bother with the ship sheet that's sort of i need to keep track of stuff but yeah it is 
Yeah. I mean, so it's good for us to know some of the things and capabilities that it has. But I also have looked through the book and I love the art in it. Like I haven't read through the book or anything. I just kind of looked at the uh, the characters or the, the species. But the yeah, like the art in it is really pretty looking. But I totally understand what you're saying. Like they also don't have like the art with the species right next to it so that you could see an example as you're mm. looking, you know. And so I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity or maybe that's a bonus. Maybe that's something that they did on purpose to be like, well, this is, you know, what do you imagine? Here's our description of it. Yeah, that's what I have. Bunty aesthetic. Yeah, the character sheet is inoffensive. It's easier to read than the others. I seem to remember seeing the ship sheet, but I don't I haven't got a copy. I don't know where that was. I didn't print it or something. I think I put a picture in the group chat, did I not? Oh, is that what it is? So I don't need to keep track of anything on there. No. Yeah, like all the stuff I've got is designed by you. So uh, like if I'm ranking the whole thing, including designed by you, four. I'm ranking what? just bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen the book or anything. Like No, that's true. Yeah. Like a three, don't know. We'll, we'll stick with a three because that makes it nice and easy for the average. <laughs> Move, start us off with gameplay. I'm going to give it a four, which may seem a bit weird because it's, you know, the same as we do all the time, say a thing we want to do, roll a check. But again, I'm looking at what looked like an awful lot of ship checks and I am foreseeing confusion. I already got confused when we were trying to use the thrusters and I was working out what other roles we did with that. I think it's a level of complication that will take some getting used to. Yeah, I admit I was confused about the thrusters like the shield was obvious something's shooting at you roll the shields to see mm-hmm. but the thrusters because yeah particularly with yours as the pilot you get flight checks so when would you use the thruster checks instead of the flight checks i don't know but yeah Mah. i'm gonna also go oh no do i hmm, hmm. no i'm gonna stick with the four because despite what i said about having the bonus of the pressure gauges and stuff that makes it very very easy for me i still have that struggle as a games master of like over you know there are some skills where it's obviously leaning towards it you know there's a lot of brains if you're doing anything working stuff out it's gonna be brains there's gonna be a lot of flight when you're running away it's the same with all the others i think grit and the other one brawn are the ones that i've always used the least i need to like find ways to force myself to include grit and include (laughs) brawn (laughs) yeah so i'll give it a four Riley? I'm undecided. We've only done the one session. I haven't played the other ones. So for me, I'm like kind of in the middle of the maybe a three. And that's, I think, because of the stats. I like the idea that all of these, you know, you have the six stats. There's six standard dice. And so there's one die assumed assigned to each one of those. But I, I mean, I guess some improvements can help. But other than that, it seems kind of tough to like go outside of your wheel. It like really, really strongly tries to push you into like a certain area Mm. with your trope so it'll be interesting to kind of see how much that is put into effect or like how much you can kind of go outside of that you know like my person brawn is a d4 and so it's like things or i'll use fight because fight is going to be harder my person is not going to try and pick fights probably because it's a d6 right like Mm. d6 seems hard but then there was also i didn't know this until you guys were talking when you roll the top number of the die it explodes is that what you were saying yeah which again is something we did intermittently before didn't we like sometimes we just forgot all about it but yeah you roll the dice again and you add the two together so oh so you can only could you explode multiple times i 
don't know. You I think it'd be that. funny. Let's say yes. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if you exploded like five times in a row just for like, I don't know, opening a door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm imagining is like, because I have a D4 on my brawn. So if I, I have a 25% chance of rolling a four and then I explode and then, it, you know, I could get an eight and then a 12 and then, a, yeah. you know, it, it could combo. Granted, that's chances, but it almost makes that D4 more likely to go higher than a D6 True. Yes. Oh, it's interesting. So I'm I'm very undecided on the gameplay. Obviously loved building the ship, loved building my character. The improvement system looks fun. What are they called? Adversity tokens. That looks potentially like it could be fun and interesting. So yeah, I'm just going to sit that at a three. TBD, TBC to be changed later. Bunty? Yeah. I mean, all RPGs are fun. I had fun. Yeah, there's quite a lot of learning the system. I'm going to go four for the moment that could go presumably up once I've learned how, how everything works. Cool, cool, cool. Pat? Uh, I'm going to go three. There's, as well as the as the, the stats and the dice, there's also all this extra stuff with the ship and the pressure gauges and things. I just, and improvements, ongoing improvements. I just think a lot of it will get forgotten about, which is not great. I like this idea, though, of, of exploding, multiply exploding dice. The, and the, with the D4, yeah, it's more likely to explode, which is maybe modelling, I don't know, like some idiot savant sort of of situation <laughs> so bad occasionally you can be very good accidentally but but yeah otherwise i feel like the the stat system is maybe a bit is going to be more shoehorned in here than it was in the other the other themes like it worked really well for kids on bikes and i don't just gets a bit more tenuous as, as the theme gets a bit more extravagant yeah no i get that that gives it an overall frag of 15.4 so that's you know, that's good. That's acceptable. Before we do the final question, I just have a question, Riley, for you. Because obviously for friend and foe, you are the games master. And this is like, so sort of a new realm for you playing on the other side of it. How how do the two experiences compare, would you say? I mean, I'm loving it. I think it's really fun, entertaining. Every once in a while, I find myself having to like, okay, don't, don't do like a, what am I going to do? You know, like, or, or what would I do in your shoes? Because I've only played as a player... I think I did the math the other day. I think I've only played as a player in a game, like a, you know, an RPG four times my whole life, you know, and those are separated by like, some of those are separated by a decade or two. So (laughs) yeah, big gaps between those player times. So I was, I'm just really excited. I was really nervous. The three of you were awesome. Phil, you were awesome. Like I thought it was a lot of fun. I I was worried I was going to step on toes. Maybe I did. I don't know. You know, like it's a new group. Hopefully I'm not annoying anybody. You know, our secret just us group chat that does have you in it where it's been non-stop my phone has been like blowing up yeah <laughs> it's a good vibrate right then <laughs> can this guy shut up but yeah <laughs> it's so fun to not know what's going on at all right like yeah uh, I mean, as a player so that's some of the freedom that i feel when i'm playing as tarquin it's just like i don't know what the where the story's going and it's like cool i don't have to know i don't care <laughs> you know like it's not my job to know <laughs> yeah yeah do you i guess for you do you have a preference i don't i mean i like you know me i like being in control like i like having all my little plans and my lovely notebook and stuff but i also like not being in control in the sense like i'm not in control and it's okay to not be in control because it's not my game it's you know i'm perfectly happy with passing the buck <laughs> 
But yeah, no, it's cool. Did you answer? Yeah, did I? No, you said why you like both. Is that yeah. not an answer? I no, which, like... I, which do you prefer? Uh, I prefer oh, being the games master. Let's yeah. <laughs> which do you prefer? I mean, yeah, I I'm in the same boat as you. I like being in control and having nice. the, like you know being able to. It's like I get to set the story, and then everybody else is performing in that story, and then I have to ad- make adjustments in the story. Yeah, you dance puppets, dance. <laughs> <laughs> so but but yeah it's just it's a lot of fun and especially like when you do a lot of groundwork like you did it's like you know so much about this world this universe that it gets easier to kind of make those stories and put it together and and come up with things i i think for me at least yeah definitely but we'll see maybe uh, that'll change maybe i'll be like player all the way later <laughs> right when wins or not wins or nots i'll just i'll just go down the line in screen order riley win or not oh, no yeah yeah definitely a win definitely a win bunty yes pat a win Moo. a win phil a win that makes it i don't know oh yes i do 111 Ooh. verse 41 there you go Boosh. well there you go obviously the only thing left to say is that keep your ears open as teens in space story episodes will be sporadically released at various points in the schedule but yeah i've been phil i've been riley i've been bunty i've been patrick i've been mariel and remember you can find us on facebook at organized fun pod you can find us on twitter at fun organized thanks for listening bye ludophiles bye, bye. bye. Now is the time when we stop. Good night.